Alright, ready? Yep. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Fit, Healthy, and Happy Podcast. I am your host, Josh. You're my co-host. KG in the house. Man, I feel like you probably scared people uh, with that intro right there. That caught me off guard when <laughs> you started it. Are we going to keep the pause? Sorry? Are we going to keep the pause in for them? Oh, that's what you were doing I'm gonna there. going to throw them off. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's keep that in there. They're going to be shocked. But uh, welcome to Mailbox Monday. We're coming at you with another amazing episode. We feel like the Mailbox Monday has really, really hit its stride. We really like, you know, kind of the schedule we have for all the events we discuss. And, you know, if you didn't listen to last Monday's episode, definitely do that because I think we hit on some amazing points. Um, I guess let's just jump right into it, eh? Yeah, man. Why not, eh? All right. What quote do you got? Um, So my quote for this week, um, and you know, I I try to bring my quotes into like kind of how I'm feeling and just like what's going through my mind. Sometimes it's like about being unstoppable. Sometimes about persisting. This one is just basically be happy with what you have, excited for what you don't. And I think sometimes, you know, I know this isn't really fitness related, but you know, we can get carried away with ourselves, especially me, you know, always like maybe looking, especially, you know, I'm going to talk about a little, a little detox from Instagram and stuff later, but like even comparing on Instagram with like Colossus fit. Yeah, bro. Even we still want you to follow, but, um, you know, going on Instagram, you see someone with a great physique and you're like thinking, Oh man, like I just, I wish I, I wish I had that, you know? And it's, and once again, it's great to like look outside and be excited for like what you don't have. And this a lot of times can also relate to like materialistic things, you know, occasionally I'm just like, you know, while I do really want this upgraded SUV, I'm always like, I find sometimes I become unhappy because I I have a really cool one, but it's not that top level. So uh, I'm just trying to appreciate what I have. Like, you know, this week I've jumped back into doing more gratitude journaling and just I've actually been spending more time with my thoughts and it's just been really relaxing and, and nice to realize, hey, you know what, whatever you have around you, be grateful for it. We always talk about gratitude journaling and uh, be excited for what you have, like, you know, the goals that you've set. And, uh, you know, even if it's kind of like, out of your range, like be excited for it, work for it, you know, and and there's nothing wrong with that. Like if anyone says there is, you know, if you want to have a dream car, like Josh today was talking about Lamborghinis, like there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. And, uh, as long as you appreciate what you have, like that's, that's how we live our life. And that's how we, uh, we, we become happy. Right. That quote's fire fam. (laughs) Buddy, that is straight fire. No, that's a really good quote. Um, I'm not even going to get into the whole Toronto talk. Um, but yeah, really good quote. And I think um, there's a lot of value there. And I think there's a lot of value in learning to trust the process. Um, you know, because if you make your happiness on a precedent, if this or when this, I'll be happy, you'll never be happy. Because, you know, even every time I hit a goal, I realize there's higher highs and all these things. And it's even funny, Kyle brings up the Lambo, because on my car ride here, I was thinking back, you know, in retrospect, probably to like two years ago, three years ago, and I was thinking, man. Like, there's this car I want, and this is my dream car in life. And, like, now I'm just driving, you know, to work in my car, and that's the car I have, you know. And then, of course, that goal becomes, you know, it goes up another level. Or I hit a squat PR, a lifetime squat PR goal, you know, of six plates, 585, uh, which is a ton of weight for me at 210. You know, that's something I thought was almost unachievable. But now that I've done that, you know, and because I've achieved a lifetime goal, I think, like, it's one of the best things to do is to achieve one of your most ambitious, most crazy goals, like, you know, having that goal car, you know, getting a goal house or making a difference in the world, whatever it is, you know, and I think too, another little add on too is if you have like silly material or, you know, 
you know, aesthetic, funny goals like that. Like if you honestly just want to look good so you can be confident and everyone could be like, wow, that person looks good. Like, I think it's completely fine to have a goal that is, you know, towards yourself and is fun. Like whatever gets you fired up and gets you going on, like really dig into that and get at it. But learning to like the process is, you know, the biggest part, you know, setting weekly goals, monthly goals, enjoying everything along the way. Because if you don't do that, I think you you place the precedence of happiness only on achieving things. And then once you achieve a goal, you feel good for about maybe all of a day. And then, you know, you want to move on to the next thing. It's just how we're wired. So the more you can learn to like the process, you know, like the little things day in and day out, uh, probably the happier you'll be. Yeah, man. Like even just the journey of, of reaching your dream physique, like that's like the fun part. It like when you do reach that one goal, even I was reading a really good book called principles lately. And he said like, man, like if you're just like looking for that one point, when you do reach that goal, you're going to realize you're going to hit it. And you're, you're not, if that's all you care about, you're, you're not going to feel great. It's just like, it's on to the next and you become like, it's, it's a pretty bad cycle. So just trying to appreciate, you know, the car that you have, the house that you have, the friends you have, the, you know, the gym that you have, the, the, the physique you have. And, and then kind of just, always, I always say proud, but never satisfied, I think is a good way to describe it. But I do believe a lot of people just go in this like endless cycle of this like comparison, comparison and, and, you know, obviously we're talking about happiness a lot and, and this is a huge part of the uh, podcast. So I think this is something we can all learn to be better at for sure. You know, and it's even if you look, um, you know, I, I know I mentioned this on the podcast recently, but if you look at where you were maybe five or 10 years ago and you look at your life now, I bet a lot of uh, people are, will look at where they are now and go, wow, like if I knew I'd be where I am oh, like true. five or 10 years ago, I'd be so happy. And, you know, literally five years ago, I think I, I could be wrong. No, I'm right. Five years ago, me and Kyle were taking the bus literally probably three to four Jeez. hours a day. Like, you know, and we're just like one day, all I want is a car. Like if I have a car, I will be happy. I don't care what it is, you know, and then eventually Kyle, you know, he, he manned up and he got this sick little thousand dollar Honda Civic. Man. And we had such good times in that car too, you know, and like even just getting off the subway was such a cool feeling and like it's not a Lamborghini. It's not a crazy car. Like now that we've had some crazy cool things and some basic things, like we probably, I probably had the most and any car I've ever been in or owned. That's probably the car I've had the most fun in. I will say, go ahead. That no, that car truthfully, you know, is a fifth. I paid eight, $1,600. It was a 2002 civic. That was like my happiest moment ever. And like, even the day, if I do end up buying like a sports car or whatever it is, I guarantee I'll be happier at the fact that I bought a Honda Civic and got off the bus and stopped spending six hours TTCing. And like, it just kind of represented freedom. And, and it was just a huge moment in my life. So it's kind of funny how we look back and like, sure, you know, like my SUV that I have now is cool. Like it's people like will often stop me and be like, Oh my God, I wish I had that. Like it's, it is pretty cool. But, um, at the same time, it's like even me going from the car I had to that SUV did not feel nearly as good as when I just instantly got that first car and went from taking the TTC to having a, a beat up, uh, you know, cars, but I don't know. It's just funny how, how everything works. Yeah. So the point is like, it's all a perspective and, you know, life is what you make of it. We all have different situations. We're all born, you know, some people and, you know, every situation I think has its blessing and its curses. You know, even if you're like a trust fund kid or something, you might not get to know the, the joys of coming off the bus to a car, like taking four hours a day. I'm telling you, yeah. I would ride that stupid bus. And like our, our TTC system, it's not New York, uh, New York city level greasy, but it's pretty nasty. You always break down. It was never reliable. You spend like your whole life in there. You don't get service the whole time, like on the subway that is. And like, we used to have to go so far to meet up. And then I remember when he actually pulled the trigger, you know, that first day and he's like, yo, what time do you want me to come pick you up? And I'm like, Oh, 
this this is living like you know at that point i could say i felt rich and it was just like super cool and like kind of in comparison right like let's say you're 300 pounds and you've lost you just you've always just want or you're 380 pounds you want to get under 300 pounds like be so proud of that don't just say oh it'll only be good when i'm like really sexy and i have no fat like no like you know really take that in your wins and really cherish them and enjoy all the moments and everything along the way because you know even the first five pounds of your weight loss can be the start to something amazing and you know just keep setting new goals and you know obviously be like kyle like his quote said be happy with what you have and excited for what you don't you know be excited for that next thing but don't just completely negate you know the little moments or oh i have a civic like i think was so fun like we used to do the dumbest stuff like we'd pull up the stoplights and rip the e-brake it had an old e-brake and it would just go all right and make this insanely loud noise and people would look all over like something's gonna blow up we put our hands up and go what the heck and then one time um like kyle was driving and he was driving with my motorcycle helmet on or his motorcycle helmet on looking at people and people are like what is wrong with this guy like is is he all right in the head yeah what else are we doing that and he had an insane speaker like the bass would shake the whole car it was the most sketchy thing um, it was just crazy even like the drifting and stuff i used to yeah, do like it's just it's, drift it, it's funny like, what you can do like with just such a you know a small piece of like you know and and it, i don't know it's just it's interesting <laughs> but the point is life is what you make of it you know what i mean like we held our heads high in that car and like you know we knew that wasn't our ceiling we knew we were capable of so much more and our business would reach new heights and it was just a stepping stool but you know even in retrospect we're analyzing like how far we've come as a business and as a company and as individuals and it's really cool like as long as you're making an active effort to be consistent and grow each year and to you know put in the work day to day you'll you'll hit new highs but once again don't just say oh, I'm, I'm only happy if i have this amazing thing or when i look like this like you know be happy the whole time along set goals hit them set new goals and destroy them yeah that's it Man, that, great episode so right man we could literally end it there that was some some good times in that freaking civic it was I so funny i was yeah. i wish i could even remember some of the other stuff like it was just the dumbest stuff know, man. Con- what was the, the other dumb thing too we drive by people and i'd be in the passenger seat and i'd pretend i was driving yeah what was i holding um i don't know it was just... something stupid but i'd pretend i was driving and i'd be really dramatic and people would look and just be like well, what is wrong with these guys but it really is what you make of it you know oh the other thing was neutral dumping it <laughs> that's right (laughs) because it was such a crap car we would do like a lot more uh risque things you know like normally you don't want to blow out your transmission but we'd have it in neutral rev it up slap it into drive and it would do (laughs) oh man a little burnout and zero 60 test is like 12 seconds which is okay so yeah that car was 12 seconds and my car can do zero to 60 now in like 2.9 so it's it's pretty insane to think like you know a car is four times faster but it was just but it was just as much fun truthfully it was just as much fun as as my current car and it's just i don't know it's uh it's interesting it's it's something i think i'm trying to reflect on now is even like uh but just the fitness journey man you you can relate so much like i just feel like think of your first workout or the first time benching a plate like that was so cool to me when i could bench a plate i was the man when i could bench two plates like i'm like what the heck you know like every little milestone i'm treating for you like first time you ever run a 5k like you know just really enjoy those first and course you'll you'll get way better but you know hitting things for the first time is just so exciting and you should really be proud of yourself when you do yeah man what's your quote all right that was a fun one that's some good uh nostalgia right there if you want to see some of the funny you know weird things like the car like we included them and stuff if you watch some of our older youtube videos you can see we're kind of butter beans and what's cool about our youtube is we've been doing it now for about five years so if you watch the older videos uh you can see like we definitely look a lot younger like we're 24 now so we kind of started around like 19 ish 
um, somewhere around there, right? Yeah. And we were just definitely like, we, we call it butter beans, you know, like little guys, like just whatever, you know, it's kind of funny, some funnier hair. Like it's kind of jokes to see how it's all come along, you know, into where we are now and learning about life, learning about fitness and getting at it. Anyways, my quote kind of adds on to this. So success isn't always about greatness. It's about consistency. Consistent hard work leads to to success and greatness will come. So I think it's a great add-on um, to Kyle's quote. I'll say that once again because I think I kind of butchered it. Success isn't always about greatness. It is about consistency. Consistent hard work leads to success and greatness will come. Jeez. So, you know, once again, you right away, so many people, they want to go from taking the bus to driving a Lambo, right? Just really isn't how it works. You know, you got to put in the work, take the small steps, be consistent, do things right. And uh, even onto the thoughts page. I was listening to another podcast today and he made an excellent point. He said too many people focus on what diet they do, right? If they're doing keto, if they're doing no diet, if they're doing macros, if they're, you know, doing whatever. And he's like, even if you do a diet that is like far more inferior to like, you know, obviously diets that work like macro tracking and things like that, people still lose weight on those. People lose weight doing the weirdest things. They get results doing the weirdest things. And it just comes down to them doing these things consistently, yep. making an effort with their nutrition consistently, making an effort with their training. Um, you know, and even his argument was, you know, what program you do at the start doesn't matter. Um, because as long as someone's exercising and being in there, they will see results more than someone who does a program for a week or they're always switching, not sure what they need to do. Um, and of course, programs matter a ton. Um, I can promise you that, you know, so that isn't what I'm getting at. Like you need a program program that's periodized that develops upon itself that is custom to you and does all these things you know or else you are definitely limiting yourself and especially if you're just doing random things but the case in point is consistency trumps everything and we'll say that a million times over like you know as long as you make an active effort in your nutrition your training your lifestyle you will see results but it just is about making that effort and continually making that effort man just i i I always say like you know I hope you guys will understand us by now that just consistency and adherence, like it's just, it's one of those things that, you know, it's, it's just what matters the most. And, and, uh, I'm just so thankful for myself that, you know, throughout all this time, I've been able to stay consistent. Like, you know, there's like, you know, very, I I can't say in the past eight years, you know, a time where I've taken really more than a week off. And it's just one of those things that I feel like you've got to incorporate into your lifestyle and, uh, and just roll with the flow in different parts of your life. You're going to be able to do more and different parts. You're going to be able to do less, but just doing it is, uh, is what matters. So yeah, man, I love it. And once again, we still have the summer special going on. Spots are filling up quick. Uh, this might be the last time we have it up. So if you're someone who's serious about getting the best shape of your life, getting a routine that actually will help maximize your results, getting help with nutrition, you know, especially filling in all the blanks. And I can't tell you how many women have messaged me saying, when you spoke about skinny fat, you know, that really talked to me. You know, I'm always dieting. I just don't look good. I don't know what to do. I'm so confused. There's so much knowledge out there. You know, it's been or so much um, confusing knowledge, conflicting I guess knowledge is what I'm looking at. Um, but, you know, to be able to already, you know, have spent a week with a lot of these women and to help them see results, you know, a ton of them are already losing like two, three pounds in the first week, feeling better on their workouts, going, wow, like, you know, I didn't realize how much more efficient this process is of, you know, obviously having a coach monitor your nutrition, your training, you know, have being accountable to them. And like literally by doing this, you're helping yourself and you're literally making me and Kyle work for you. Like we're essentially your employees. We're taking care of everything yep. for you. We're setting everything up. We're going to be 
on you. We're going to hold you accountable. We're going to do that custom training routine specific to you, to your strengths and weaknesses. We're going to maximize your nutrition, to your goals, and we're also going to do it in a way that's healthy and intelligent. You know, we don't want to starve anyone out. We want to make sure everyone does it in the best way possible, in the most sustainable way. And what's more important too is we're going to teach you the skills you need to continue this for life, where you can be consistent. And from 10 years from now, you say signing up for online coaching for the summer special was literally the best purchase I've made in my life. So if you want to go ahead and get started with that, once again, spots are quick, so I really would not hesitate. If you're serious, just do it. Thank us later. Um, I promise you in a month after, you're going to go, man, I'm so thankful you pushed me to do this. So you can go to our uh, website, colossusfitness.com slash online coaching. Once again, colossusfitness.com slash online coaching, or just shoot us a DM on Instagram at colossusfit. Let us know a little bit about your goals, You know what your history is, where you want to be, and we're going to send you a custom video right back letting us know how we're going to help you in your specific situation. I love it, man. I love it. Always got to love a nice summer special, man. I just remember it's funny because I still am working with so many people who came and I know know you are as well just from the last year. And I just I'm so glad we've kind of shifted how far they've come, right? How far they've come. There's people that came to me like believing the weirdest things, doing the weirdest things. Mm -hmm. And now like it's so funny too. like clients. My phone's been blowing up, especially lately of their wins. Like, oh, my waist is down two more inches or I just hit this new PR. Oh, my goodness. My jeans fit better than they ever have. Like, it's just amazing. And it seems like especially with the challenge, people are more fired up than ever. Like all the time, like all day, I'm just getting texts about how great everyone is succeeding and it motivates me too. So yeah, definitely recommend everyone jump in. And uh, I'm going to, you know, I I know we have our client shout out. I don't know if I have a photo of her just yet. Maybe I do. Um, Because she came from the summer special last year. Her name's Kathy. And she started basically eating just over 1,000 calories. She was about 130 pounds. um, Or sorry, probably actually closer to about 125 pounds. Um, And one of her biggest things was she said, like, she was scared to actually even eat fat. Like, it was, like, very tough because she has, like, you know, um, you know, just suffered with some different things. And she's, you know, open about it, like, whether it's an eating disorder or just um, whatever it is. And now, like, I'm so, like, just happy because she's up to 140 pounds. She's looking way stronger. Um, You know, she's loving herself a lot more just in terms of, like, the fact that she's, you know, just feeling better, looking better. She's having between 24 and 2,700 calories. She's having 130 grams of protein. Like she's able to eat like 90 plus grams of fat and not like be completely stressed out. You know what I mean? So like there's little things on your journey that are like just such a win. Like for me to get her over 30 grams of fat at the very beginning was just like so tough. And we always talk about the importance of fat just for hormone uh, regulation. But like, it's just one of those things that, um, it, it, she's come a long way and it's it, and, and a lot of times you may notice like physically she looks like tremendous but even mentally i think like she's just made such a huge improvement and uh i'm just really happy for her truthfully yeah kathy has been an absolute beast this is another example of consistency you know to have dieted down as much as she did uh you know really sick to those macros really do an intelligent reverse diet you know, just speaks to the power of consistency and obviously coaching to have that, you know, set template of what to do. Well, rather not a template, more of like a guideline. Uh, You know, it's just really great to see how far someone can transform. Like if you look at her a year ago and you look at her today, it'll be like, wow, you know, it's just absolutely fantastic. So hats off to her. Yeah. And she like, she started at about 200 pounds. Like this wasn't with me. And then she got down and then because of the whole weight loss, like it kind of, you know, um, she was a bit scared to kind of reintroduce calories back into, you know, strength train aggressively and a lot of that stuff. So just, I guess for me, like it's been really benefit, just really like 
made, made me feel a lot better because like I've been able to actually like say, Hey, listen, this is what we're doing. And for her, it makes it a hundred times easier. Cause you know, there it, honestly, if it, if it wasn't for me, like I don't mean to toot my own horn, but, it, and this is why I love what I do. Um, she would not be going over 2000 calories. Like I just, I know the people I work with, Josh knows the people he works with. Like, you know, we want to take the easy route out. And by having that accountability, it just, it goes such a long way. Like by me saying, Hey, you have to have over 2,500 calories. Like you got to do it. You know, like that's what you're paying for. And, uh, yeah, it's just, just, uh, I've been really enjoying this process and, um, the summer special, you know, more opportunities to help more people out. All right. That was a pretty fun little interlude. Uh, let's yeah. jump right into the questions here. Um, so what are we working with here? Okay. I like this one. Let's start here. Where do you stand on sugar substitutes? Uh, this is a great question. So when I started, I used to be all about macro hacking. So I would just fill my diet and you know I, we did do that 10 tips episode um, and these can be great tools especially when your calories are greatly reduced um, but now you know I'm at a point where I'm doing more so like micro changes like it's not as aggressive a bulk and cut I kind of float around 205 to 220 um, you know I'll do this intelligently and in phasing to try to maximize my muscle you know kind of shut off the extra fat and try and go up a, you know like a weight class in my size so I've been able to do that while eating more calories like even the lowest I've been on this shred is 2800 which is a huge blessing because I used to have to cut around 2400 cals uh, which is insanely low to me you know and I'm the type of person everyone's so different but I can eat a ton of food and not gain much weight, um, but I'm also lucky that you know I don't have to diet too low to lose much. But I really do like food. I prefer to have it higher. Um, but to the point of like always needing to substitute things, I've tried to work against always needing a substitution, and instead I've learned to just eat and live within moderation. And a lot of the time, like when you see actors and you know successful people that are in pretty good shape, you know they're 40, 50, 60. Uh, the number one tip I've continually see them all say when people ask them how they stay healthy is that they just learn moderation in life. You know they learned how to be you know exercise and fit into their life, and they learned how to just not overeat. Like not overeating is one of the biggest tools, and I used to really really struggle, especially when I went through these big bulking phases. You know I'd be bored or I'd had a good week of work, so I'd go I need to eat a whole extra large pizza tonight to reward myself, and like it's just kind of a a vicious cycle of that and then you do that you know for a few months then before you know it you're up 15 pounds on the scale and you know most people don't know how to self-check i knew how to self-check so it helped but i'd go through these huge swings you know and it takes a lot in your body you know it takes a lot hormonally it does all these things so instead i've just been learning to enjoy food and enjoy it in moderation and you know really limit times where i do consume more and just to really make it fit and where i'm going with this is instead of because of you know oh maybe i'm i ate so much that i need to just go on this crazy aggressive diet phase now like instead if i want to cook with oil i just cook with oil like i don't go crazy i'll cook good foods i'll cook healthy foods you know i'll make sure like the core of my meals are proteins and vegetables and then i'll add some fun things and like if i'm gonna have a treat you know i'll really restrict that to being a really really probably even five percent of my diet you know i used to be a lot more 85 20 but you know, I've been a lot more 95.5, but even with this challenge, you know, doing 100% clean, it's tough, but I felt the best I've ever felt. I'm recovering the best. I'm sleeping the best. You know, I'm craving things less, you know, whereas before I'd be like, oh, I'd make every effort to, you know, shove some extra crap in my day just because I need it. But instead, my point is like sugar. If I'm going to have sugar, I'll just cook with sugar or I'll have a little bit, but I won't go crazy with it. You know, mm -hmm. like you shouldn't always yeah. need 
to be able to maximize it or, oh, I need it. Like, you know, and I'll try and cut it out. And then when I do enjoy it, you know, I'll just enjoy the real thing. Or like, like I said, instead of always eating like Pam or something, like I'll just use oil and I'll cook with it. Something I've enjoyed, but it's not to say you can't. I have no problem with it. I just caution people to, you know, always substitute one vice with another and instead work to the problem. Like even for me, you know, I'd be used to be so obsessed with overeating food that I just drink like six Diet Cokes a day. And I'm really just substituting, you know, one demon for another. Not that there's necessarily anything inherently wrong with Diet Coke, but I was just always trying to shove something. I wasn't really mentally cueing myself how to live a healthy, sustainable life, whereas now I can eat till I'm happy, eat till I'm satisfied. I don't need to eat till I'm stuffed and like about to blow up. And I just kind of work with it there. So I have no problem with artificial sugar. Science has shown it's pretty, pretty much absolutely okay. It's just to me, I just, I've been sticking more to core foods and, you know, just. And yeah, and you've been feeling good. You've been looking good. You've been performing good. And that's it too. We're all different, right? You know, maybe sugar really, really bugs you. And you know, what's funny actually is sugar used to really bug me. I used to get headaches if I had any, like if I'd probably go over a hundred grams, it used to be really tough on me. Don't really have that problem anymore. It's it's pretty interesting, especially now that I've minimized it. You know, before I used to go crazy with the stevia and stuff, and I tried to sprinkle all my oatmeal. I'd have dino, like all these things. But instead, I just said, ah, like how can I cut it out? And then, like if I want to enjoy something sugary and it fits within my macros, like I want to have like a full proper beastly ice cream. I'll just enjoy the beastly ice cream instead of having some weird alternative. Yeah, I agree. And I think the issue where like you know, part of me would want to say, hey, you know, they're fine. Um, but then the issue is. For the average person when they hear that then they're like oh wow i can do it and then every single day becomes them trying to find a way to like bake with all these artificial sweeteners because it's lower calories because it's like you know and then they end up just they're 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 eating basically crap every single day but they're but because they're having the sugar substitutes and it's like you know fitting within their calories and stuff it's like they they think it's okay so my honest answer would be like hey if you want to do it like in moderation if it tastes any better than regular sugar or whatever like you know go for it but just you know keeping everything just like to a whole solid diet is just like the best way to succeed and like i feel like like josh was saying a lot of times people just need to like have that thing like if you're let's say you know baking and cooking and you're you're trying to just find out all these different alternatives i think you know you won't you know what sometimes it's nice just to be like hey i don't need anything or if i do like for example lately i've just been eating a cucumber at the end of the night just to kind of fill myself up and feel good and like some people would maybe spend time baking something adding sugar substitutes doing all this stuff but like just have some raw real food and you know have some more veggies and like you know have a bit more protein like it's pretty simple and it makes you feel pretty good as well that's it and you know once again take it with a grain of salt because i still do have my things where i will utilize substitutes like obviously i was just talking about maple syrup how are you sugar free i personally don't care for the difference and that's coming from a canadian i know people are very passionate about this but like to me the other one is almost excessively rich um, I just don't see the benefit there personally. I just like the actual taste of the pancakes. And to me, it's like, okay, I can use this f- crazy sugary syrup or I can use the sugar free and then I can put way more fruits, which I've loved and put on there. And like, even, you know, instead of looking for sweetness from crazy, you know, always needing like, uh, my favorite things to this day, I still really do like donuts. I really like Reese's big cups. Those are probably like my two vices. Um, but instead, because of this challenge, now when I want dessert, I've been eating freaking pineapple, which is literally the greatest thing ever. Mm. And I've learned how to cut a pineapple because of it, and I'm super good at it now. But I have to be careful with that because the pineapple is tempting. If you haven't had pineapple in a long time, go buy one and eat it. And you know, don't buy the pre-cut ones. It's a scam. You're paying twice the price for half as much pineapple 
It's pretty easy to cut a pineapple. Just YouTube it. I learned in like a minute. Um, but I've been loving pineapple. Like, it's so freaking good. I bought a watermelon the other day. You know, like I've just been looking for. Oh, watermelon's great. You, like, you know, I'm still satisfying my, my cravings and the sweetness or like, you know, I'll add more blueberries to my oatmeal or I'll make those pancakes with that sugar free. And then I'll put strawberries all the way around the edges like uh, Erica did for us when we were in Boston with Scott yeah. Herman. Like, you know, I've just I found different ways to do it. And I've also enjoyed, you know, cooking more and just, you know, because when I spend an hour cooking like a really good, you know, whole food kind of filling type thing um, that's really dense with a ton of vegetables, ton of protein, I find it just satisfies me more because I spent literally an hour of my life creating it and, you know, putting a lot of intention and care and focus into making it taste as good as I can. And that's something I've really, really just enjoyed. But, you know, if you're someone, for instance, who's always had coke and you i've had clients that say i drink five cokes a day i know this is bad i want to cut it out um you know you're human it happens i really do recommend you know at the start trading that vice so maybe just start with three diet cokes you know and uh then eventually start bridging it to soda water and then water but you know for most people if you can just try and do your best and then you know when you do go out and you have something fun enjoy it make it fit within your life but you know that's that's kind of our stance on it as far as artificial sweeteners we have no problem with them no science or studies have really shown that they're inherently negative towards your health the cancer myth is very overblown you know you would have to have in a very obsessive amount like excessive amount rather i think it's something like equivalent of like three actual like 12 packs of diet coke a day or something saying so though like even for me i had a bunch of diet coke the other day and you know it gave me a bad headache and i did some research on that and it shows that it you know having a lot of it can kind of cause headaches and stuff and i really struggle with um you know moderation and not <laughs> overconsumption. so like to me if i have it like a two liter at home i'll just drink the two liter like if it's around so i've just been trying to work on that too and it's just something i've cut out and i felt better and you know i've switched personally uh, originally i even probably kyle a lot of our goals were very aesthetic based yeah and we didn't really care the mechanisms to reach the end there but you know even as i i live on to me it's like food is fuel and it's a mechanism to you know prime my body to be as healthy and strong and you know for it to be able to recover as well as it can so i've been trying to look at it you know in that regard instead of just thinking how can i constantly stimulate myself with the best tasting things all the way through you know like million macro hacks like have pop tarts but have chicken with it or like you know like weird things like that and instead i've just been trying to learn how to eat in a really sustainable way especially when i'm 80 that i'm pretty primed to you know want to consume really good food and really build myself up and you know it's even interesting to the effects of diet like both my uh, grandfather and grandmother passed of like um you know mental health issues like one alzheimer's one dementia and that was pretty sad for me and that's tough to hear and i was asking my parents about their diet and they've my grandma loved butter. Like I used to bug her so much, you know, she'd have so much butter. I'd say, you want some butter with your butter? And she'd like, shut up. Like hmm. it was pretty funny. Right. But for them, it was, you know, bacon every morning, you know, they'd have like butter and a bagel for lunch. Like, and you know, it, even it's, it's shown a precursor, you know, a lot of, or there is a lot of potential that, you know, things like Alzheimer's and other components can be derived from health. And, you know, people are starting to look at food as more of a mechanism of medicine. Obviously it's not a substitution, but a great diet really will help, you know, insulate you and ensure you're living your healthiest and best life, especially when a lot's going on. So I've just been trying to look past, you know, the basic basic um, mechanism of, oh, I need to be constantly stimulated and happy with the tastiest, sugariest, craziest thing. I need to work this into my life all the time. And I've just been trying to learn to appreciate, you know, good, healthy food and, you know, feeling great, training better, sleeping better, and just really trying to do it for the long term. Yeah, man, I really like that. And it's uh, it's funny that 
even for me, like um, I right now I have three Diet Cokes a week. It's just, it's a habit. When I go to get shawarma, which we get three times a week, I get a Diet Coke. Well, but that's in good. The, yeah. But in the past though, like of, of dieting, I always felt like anytime I got, and, and this is where habits take place. Anytime I felt hungry, my first instinct was, okay, go to McDonald's and get a Diet Coke. Or I would keep some at home and I would just constantly be drinking it. So by the end of the day, I'd probably have like truthfully four plus cans of Diet Coke and um, I don't think that will kill me, but I don't think that's doing anything for my health. And if anything, it's just a habit that you want to break. So I've been able to break that, but it's one of those things that like, I don't know. I just, what I was, I'm trying to get at is like, I used to kind of be like, oh yeah, it's totally cool. Like, you know, I'm, I'm uh, even, you know, I'm on 2000 calories, but when I do feel hunger, I'm like, okay, grab for that artificial sweetener, grab for that extra thing. And like, like Josh was saying, always feel the need to just be stimulated by something, but instead just being okay with even sometimes feeling hungry is, uh, is a good thing to kind of learn. Like, I think we're so like, especially as we grow up, we feel like the second we feel a bit of hunger, we're like, we need to eat something. The second we feel bored, we need to grab our phone. The second we feel whatever, like we, we, and, and by being able to just push past and like use our willpower for different things we become a way better and stronger person just to succeed within the rest of our life you know I'm, I'm, I'm working on all this even the phone thing like Josh and I were talking today this goes into our thoughts thing is the second you feel boredom Josh was saying I think it's like point how, how quick is it that we grab well, I for, think it was a third of a second or yeah. something or point three of a second but insanely quick yeah so you just like you feel like like awkward for a second and uh, and then you just instantly like you're hanging out with someone, you check your phone. It's just like insane how bad we are with all these things. And you know, it's one of those things where um, even talk. Yeah, like I just I'm just trying to be better. And I think it's it's a good reminder for everyone to kind of focus on this stuff as well. And uh, you know, at the end of the day, we're uh, we're all trying to be better together. So yeah, um, we got another good question. Wait, even even to add on ahead, that yeah. really quick. Um, even for me, I like one guy I was listening to. He said. He was like, eat right foods, you know, eat foods that give you energy and make you fired up. And he goes, you, you don't need to ask me what a bad food is. You know what a bad food is. And, and that always resonated to me is like, if something doesn't make me feel better, um, and you know, if it, if even it doesn't make me feel better or worse, it's like, do I essentially need it? Do you know what I mean? Like if I know it's not benefiting me and for me, it's just like the Diet Coke, I'd feel really bloated. You know, you feel like kind of burpy, you know, your stomach can feel a little weird, like whatever, you know, even the, the sodium, not sodium, um, the carbonation, right? to me it just didn't make me feel empowered and better and that's something i've cut but everyone's so different like i drink coffee and i'll I'll drink two coffees a day and some people go coffee doesn't make me feel good how can you have coffee and like one thing to really understand is like if kyle ate my exact diet he probably would hate himself and would not like it because we're very different people if i ate his diet i would hate it too so just because i like a certain thing or i see something as a vice or he does or we don't like everyone's so different and you need to really just be honest with yourself and relate how things make you personally feel if you have something and completely doesn't bug you and you've worked it in and it's good that's completely fine i think everyone could probably point to something they do or consume and say "Eh, maybe i want to chill with that like you know a good example too is with canadians i know people friggin dummy ice caps like crazy so like they'll drink ice cappuccinos they're called from they're just really big in canada like tim hortons people really really like them and they can be like three to 400 calories of essentially sugar and fat, like cream and sugar, right? And it's just, it's not adding much. And like people use them as meals and things like that. And it, it can just be tough. So you have to really look into your own personal experience, play with foods, you know, add things, take them away. And even Kyle was talking about abstaining from vices and not using his phone and constantly challenging this and, you know, being as critical as you can with yourself only go a long way. And like 
the more we do this, the more, you know, we've kind of, I guess, evolved to this point. And it, it is cool to constantly challenge yourself and analyze, you know, when I have this, how do I feel immediately after, you know, do I feel like it doesn't bloat me? Does it benefit my physique? How are my energy levels the rest of the day? And, you know, by tweaking these things, I really do believe you can prime yourself to perform better. By me not having coffee till 9am in the morning when I get up at about 630 I have felt more awake and more energized than I ever have in my life. I used to have a coffee as soon as I waked up, and I don't know, I felt so groggy. I felt mm-hmm. like I had trouble making it like to 3 p.m. I'll have that, and then I'll have my last coffee before 12, um, you know, and that's kind of going against like the rhythms of your body, right? Like when you have your kind of peak alertness hours, you know, when you're kind of masking it with extra caffeine and monitoring caffeine. And once again, you know, we're human, we do a ton of things wrong, and but you know, that's why we listen to this podcast is we want to just challenge everyone to try and do little things better and better and analyze things and you know just maximize on the things that are really good i love it man all right next one we'll do one more i know obviously (laughs) this one will be a little bit more vague a little bit more of a hangout session you get to hear us ramble and talk but it's what we do buddy it's been real um so this question during a deficit you know what we have an interview to do okay actually we're gonna leave it here i think this was a very valuable episode i i understand we didn't answer a ton of questions um but i think there's a lot of kind of discussion in here that will facilitate uh, growth in every individual. Like I, I really encourage you to think, you know, maybe even if you're in your car or wherever you listen to your podcast, just spend five minutes, no music, no phone, and just kind of think, you know, like what foods make you feel good, what don't make you feel good, what you would like to do more of, what you would like to challenge yourself with, like all these little kind of fun little thoughts. Um, you know, even obviously we talked a little bit about happiness and goal setting and, you know, mechanisms to an end and just some cool thinking points. You know, one of the main reasons we did this podcast is truly to help people be fitter, you know, cause that's something we've always done. That's been a big part of it. But, you know, like I said, we moved on in my opinion from fitness, like our original business name Colossus Fitness was about getting huge, about being jacked, about, you know, kind of like that. And so we wanted to really transcend that. And that's why it's fitness, um, fit healthy because, you know, a lot of this is health and longevity and sustainability and helping people feel empowered. And then most of all, happy podcast, right? So these are the things we've really been kind of mulling over. And I think a lot of people will get, you know, a lot of stuff from this. But, you know, it's important not just to listen to these things and never act on them. You know, start with little things, take some small actions, implement them in your life. We're more than happy to help you if you want to sign up for the summer special. You know, we'll help you with all these things, you know, aesthetics, you know, obviously fitness, health and happiness and more. And, you know, that's what we're all about. We appreciate everyone who listens because everyone who listens clearly wants to level up and they're on the same page. And it's great hearing people are resonating to our thoughts and where we are in our life. Uh, anything to add? No, man. I just uh, I love it. Like, there's very, very often within the year, it's it, I find I'm I'm just experimenting with different things as well. Like, you know, you're talking about coffee, and I'm trying to figure out, hey, what like just figuring out what makes you feel best and what actually makes you happy. I think is like one of the most important things in the world. Like right now, for me personally, lifting super heavy isn't something that currently brings happiness to my life. I'm enjoying a couple other things, other other challenges, other goals. And I think it's important to realize and actually like sit down for yourself and be like, what do I want out of my fitness journey, my life, like your scheduling wise, whatever you're putting into your body, you know, the stuff you're just doing on a daily basis, just, you know, our biggest answer is always like, it depends, like, you know, the right timing for ca- caffeine and, and, and the calorie intake and just like the workout routine, like so many different ways to do it. Just experiment, have fun with it. And, uh, 
do whatever you want to do, right? That's it. So there's just a few thoughts. Uh, if you didn't listen to our interview with Abby, we definitely recommend you check that out. That was an awesome episode, even though we haven't filmed it yet. That's how good I know it's <laughs> going to be. Uh, we're going to go film that, but obviously this is out on Monday, so we uploaded that on Thursday. So that'll be the episode before this one. If you're not caught up on all of our other episodes, this is a great time to do so. Every episode has some hidden gems in it, so definitely be sure to listen to those. Uh, if you want to get started with Summer Special, you can do that at colossusfitness.com slash online coaching and uh if you want to follow us on instagram that's at colossus fit you know if you share these to your story share your favorite episode you know let your friends know that really is what helps us grow and you know really work into this podcast to make it better and better we're constantly trying to evolve it that's why we're trying to do these interviews and make sure everything's the best quality possible so thank you so much for being a listener especially if you listened all the way through uh peace out peace